This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, it is a fabulous Thursday afternoon, the first day of June, and here we are really rolling into summertime, and I can't think of a really better person to have to reintroduce. She was our first guest on our show when we started literally six months ago, which is shocking now, and Penny Sansevieri is one of the go-to gurus in anything relating to marketing. She has one of my very, 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 very favorite books, Red Hot Internet Marketing, and she's going to talk a little bit about her newer books because she's got a couple of that have just popped. And for those of you who read the Author You uh, Easing, the resource, we've reviewed a few of them and always highly recommend them. So Penny's going to, we're going to do a couple of things. And, and really coming hot out of the, uh, the, the heels of the Author You Extravaganza, which was held at the 1st of May, and we do that every year, that one of the hot, hot, hot topics, which is certainly hot, uh, getting hotter, I believe, would be Pinterest. And Penny's going to really talk about how to maximize, have some insider tricks and tips on how to really get your placement there, as well as we're going to come back to Facebook, the ever-changing, ever-changing Facebook, and how to really not only manipulate, because we do have to sometimes manipulate these things marketing, but how to really maximize what we're doing so that you can tie it in with both your authoring and your book experience. Penny's the CEO of, of uh, M Marketing, and which is based well, all over the country, these internet places, but she authored Marketing Experts, and she started it many, many years ago when she wanted to create a company that author, for authors that really, truly understood the inside psychic as well as the needs. And she has one of the best newsletters. I'd highly recommend you go to the uh, uh, literally www.amarketing.com. Uh, I hope I know, amarketingexpert.com and subscribe to her newsletter. And she has uh, daily tips. Follow her on Twitter, which her handle is bookgal. And with along with mega thousands of others. And so with that, let's just welcome Penny. Bring her on. Hi, Penny. Hi, thank you for inviting me to be on. Well, welcome back. And we there's a lot's happened actually in Facebook land since you were on in January. Um, from timelines to everything else and, and and Zuckerman getting married, but I guess that doesn't count. But what's what's going on? What what are the what are the, the hot things that are going on for authors that they need to get on Facebook now that might be a little bit different from, from the beginning of the year? Well, Facebook has really changed, you know, and it's not just about the Facebook IPO, uh, which didn't go as well as some of the changes that they've implemented, but Facebook has really changed and morphed. They did an update to uh, their fan pages, I think, about back in March. I think it was March the 1st. 
um, or at or maybe April the first, but it's been they've been rolled out for a little bit of time. And the change was, um, and this was a little bit problematic for many people who had welcome pages, is that you could no longer use your welcome pages. You could still have them, but you could not use them as your default landing, which was problematic because you know we had a welcome page and it was beautiful and people could sign up for the newsletter and. It was a wonderful thing, and now it's just part of our fan page, but it's no longer our default landing page. You mm-hmm. also have the timeline where you, you know, you, you have to put a timeline picture up there. So you're, you're still seeing a lot of Facebook fan pages that have nothing up there, and you know, get in there and, and dress up that 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 page a little bit. You can find people who can do those fairly inexpensively. It really, really helps. Um, what Facebook has allowed people to do is to brand their pages a little bit more, which is kind of exciting. Um, And a lot of people still ask me, should I have a fan page and I have a profile? And my answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, but But it gets a little bit tricky because with the new changes, Facebook profile news feeds tend to show up quicker than the, the, the news feeds in the fan pages. So I keep both, and those of you who have friended me on Facebook, you know that I have my personal profile, which I keep not so much personal. I mean, slightly personal. You know, I talk about maybe, you know, uh, a trip or something like that. But it's about 5% personal updates, 95% just, you know, book marketing stuff and writer inspiration and all of that. And I'm very, very careful how I walk that line because according to Facebook Terms of Service, you cannot use a personal profile to do to market anything. So be careful with that. Um, but know that keeping it is important. I think some of you may use it for friends and family updates and whatnot, and that's great. But you definitely want a fan page because you can grow and do some really fantastic things with that. Um, so Facebook has really – They've morphed in ways that, um, and we'll talk in a minute also about um, paid posts and different things that they're rolling out, but they've morphed in ways that have, uh, I, I think, that are really, really good and are really going to help people to, uh, you know, to, to, to get more visibility. Now, Judith, you have um, do you have fan pages for yourself and your business and your organization or how do you how do you guys do your your fan pages well we have they they all came off at for, for all our listeners they need to know that fan pages don't get to start all by themselves they have to be bred off of, of really that personal page and right. and and so mine came off my personal page and then i have multiple fan pages also for author you there is a specific fan page and for the book shepherd which is my other uh, name, that I have a fan page for that. Now, what goes up, because they, they tap dance in the same arena, a lot of the same information um, can get duplicated, crossing over, and, you know, there's followers for one and followers for the other. As, as the same thing is, is in the Twitter arena, where uh, you're very active and I'm very active. And that there's, you know, all these followers and we follow back. And, and I actually had to, which makes me a little cuckoo, is the, w- with the rules of Twitter land and Facebook land, is they require all these different emails and, and getting into them. And it's, it's, to me, it's a, it's a pain in the tush 
because yeah. trying to remember who you are and what you are. And I actually did something, Penny. I converted all my personal pages to fan pages, which you can do. But here is the hiccup that happens there. Is it? And I did that because I wasn't posting so much personal, personal stuff, and I didn't have time for it. And I was just more going on the professional side. And, um, and then, of course, the advantage is there you have unlimited counts um, on what you can do. But that once you do a fan page, it is you can't go in and do, if, if you have an exclusive fan page, and this was my aha I discovered, you can't go in and shop around, so to speak. You can't go in and visit other people's fan pages even, or, or their personal pages. You're locked out totally. Did you know that? Um, I did, but I do think that that's I, I do think that that's changing. So but it's I mean, still because- there. Yeah, I I actually then developed a new profile, pulling up another email address from the archives, and created one under my married name. So which I was not interested. You know, I didn't care about friends or anything like that. I just needed to go in once in a while to see what was going on. So I, I think it's going to change. Uh, to my experience, it, it hasn't allowed me to do that, that, tr- that journey into other areas. So if you're telling me it's opened up, that'd be great. But I, I, I haven't yeah. experienced it this week. Well, and, you know, like I said, everything has been – stuff has been changing so quickly. And, and sometimes face, Facebook will do these little mini updates. Like, for example, if you look at your Facebook uh, fan page – under every update, it says, for example, uh, 1,953 people reached 3% of your market mm-hmm. um, or 3% of your, um, of your Facebook likes. Now, we have a lot of likes um, on the Author Marketing Experts page. We have like 60,000 likes on that page. So 3%, so 1,900 is, you know, approximately 3% of those, um, of that number. But um, – Facebook has now implemented that so you can see under each post what the reach is. And I think it's important that you know, I mean, that, that part of, you know, people say to me, well, gosh, you know, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook and now there's Pinterest and there's Google Plus, which we can also chat about if you want. But um, sure. the, the, the idea really is that is any of this stuff selling books? And I get this question, and I know you do in, in the work that you do, I get this question all the time, is any of this stuff selling books? And the answer is, yeah, but you've got to have engagement. So you can't just be posting. It's like walking into a room of, with, a, of, with a bunch of people and making some, you know, doing a, a speaking event or something like that, and nobody, nobody shows up. There are no butts in seats. Nobody is, nobody is listening to you. So the engagement piece of anything that you do is very, very important. And as I tell people all the time, numbers never lie. So the first piece of this is you've got to understand your numbers on your Facebook fan page, and you should understand the things that drive more fans. So let's talk first about the things that drive more fans. Perfect. Um, Photos, quotes, and asking questions tend to spark dialogue. So photos, quotes, and questions. So, Judith, you might ask a question to people like, you know, um, how are you promoting, you know, how are you promoting your ebook? And it should be something that's fairly easy. Like, for example, um, if you were to ask on Mother's Day, what's your favorite, what is it, your favorite thing about your mother, um, it, you know, you may end up with a bunch of sort of rambling statements. People need to be able to keep it short. Okay, so whatever mm-hmm. the questions are, make sure that the answers 
generally can be answered pretty quickly because you'll get more response that way. Photos, you know, we try to use photos um, and quotes um, often. I tend to use photo. I tend to use quotes more on my personal page, and I get just tons and tons of engagement. Um, so why don't that. you describe, Penny, what engagement means? Are people well, responding back to you? Or are they retweeting that? Well, that's Twitter. Are they? Okay. Uh, what What are they doing for our listeners when you say engagement? Yeah, sometimes they are. Um, Sometimes they are retweeting you. Sometimes they are sharing your post. Okay. When we come back, we're just got a few seconds here. We come back. We're going to be back in about two minutes, and Penny will tell us more about the engagement and how we get our people to get involved. This is Judith Riles. You're listening to your guide for publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303 985 
4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. go to the break we were talking about engagement and how do you measure it and how do you hook people in and what matters and what doesn't matter and do you keep track of it and there's a whole bunch of other questions and so as Penny and I were talking off the air we decided we needed to stop talking about that because we needed to bring it back on so everyone could be involved with it so let's go back to the, the, the engagement question that um, do we care, and you're, you've already really opened that, that we should because that's where you're going to, to sell whatever you want to sell, whether it's yourself or your book or fill in the blank. But how do you do it, and, and are there any little tricks to it? Well, let's, let's talk about the – let me talk about the tricks in just a second. I want to take authors because many of them don't pay attention to their Facebook numbers, and Facebook puts it right up front that where you can see how many people have have engaged with your page. So if you're on your Facebook page and maybe you're listening and you're looking at your Facebook page right now thinking, oh, my God, how many people are engaging on this page? If you click on the admin button, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, put, it'll, it'll pull a drop down, okay? And you will be able to take a look at your um, engagement numbers. So one of the things that um, that you can you know you can click on you'll see a little sort of grid at the bottom. If you click on that, it opens up every single post that you've ever put up on your Facebook page, and it will show you things like reach, engaged users, talking about this, and virality. Okay, um, and talking of you know in get, reach is an important number because it shows you how many people have actually read the post, right? So you want that number to be high. Um, same thing about same thing, same thing with engaged users. Although this number in, implies more, how many um, people have clicked through the post? Okay, so that number is always lower than your reach. People talking about this and virality, both of those indicate how many people have created stories from your story. So you know, boy, I tell you what, if you're out there and you're 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 getting, you know, people are are. And this is different than retweeting and Twitter. Mm-hmm. But people are, um, you know, using your story to create stories. That's a really, really, really good thing. Now, the other change that is important to note in Facebook, and, you know, Judith, I'm really glad we're talking about this because there are a lot of people out there. I talked to somebody last week who goes, Facebook made changes. I mean, there's still a lot of people that don't know. I know. Okay, you and I, but you and I live and breathe this stuff, so I get that people don't always know what's you know, what changes have happened, but it's important to inform yourself. That's why I'm really, really glad that you invited me on, other than I just love the opportunity to chat with you. But there is so much stuff that Facebook can do. So if you look at your admin panel, you'll see a couple of different boxes. You'll see notifications, 
messages, new likes, and insights. Now, the insights we just covered, those are the numbers that are really, really important for you to know. The new likes shows you who has just liked your page, obviously, right? Um, what I tend to do, now I know we have 60,000 plus likes, so it, I don't do this a lot, but I do some of it, is I will go in to, to people who have just liked our page and I will post a comment. I will send them a note and say, hey, thanks so much for liking our page. And I'll do this maybe with one or two people once a week. And I do that because I think that it's so important to, for, for us to pers start personalizing our social media outreach because a lot of it has been broadcast, broadcast, broadcast. And I think it's just super important for people to, um, to be able to, to, to personalize that experience, and just to, you know, just as an outreach, and say, you know what, I'm a real person. My name is Penny. This is my company, and I so appreciate the fact that you liked my page. Thank you so much. So I do that every once in a while. Notifications. This is kind of important because you used to be able to, on your Facebook fan page, see who responded to your posts. Now you actually have to make sure and look for that. So um, go to your notifications. Make sure that you see if people have posted a comment because you don't want to post and ditch. Okay, Amy Porterfield, who talks a lot about Facebook, talks about posting and ditching. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you're not just posting and then walking away, that you're also responding back to people because that helps to create engagement. And I read a statistic yesterday that said that Facebook pages that have at least uh, four comments and I think ten likes show up, start to show up higher in people's news feeds because that's what you want is you want – to show up in news feeds because you'll get, you know, obviously you'll get more people to your page. So, all right. So when you yes. say that though, <clears throat> are we talking about four comments a day and 10 likes a day or on their lifetime? Uh, four likes per post. So, so this is a per post. Okay. This is, this is a per post thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it has, they didn't really talk about the window, but I would think that it's a 24 hour window because I, I don't think that it's like, cause sometimes, you know, I'll get likes on posts that are six months old. I don't think that really counts anymore. Mm -hmm. Although I think that if I posted something that now all of a sudden becomes relevant, I mean, you know, sometimes in publishing, we all make predictions. So we say, Oh, you know, Amazon this or whatever. And all of a sudden you did that six months ago and holy cow, that post just becomes relevant and it shows up at the top of people's news feeds. That can absolutely happen. But, Generally, what they're talking about is you're talking about new new posts. So, we mentioned that Facebook, 50% uh, photos get 50% more engagement, quotes get 22% more engagement, and to ask questions to spark dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, a, couple, a couple of other tips is that, and I've actually seen this. So, these aren't just like factual numbers that I'm kind of just throwing out there, and I haven't tested them. I've I have seen this. If you post between 8 p.m. and 7 a.m., and these are Eastern Standard Times, if you post during those times, you can generally see around a 20% higher engagement. The reason, obviously, people are checking their, their Facebook pages in the evenings, and they're checking them, you know, in the mornings before they, you know, before they head off to work. So, so would you repeat those times again? Sure, 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. to 7 a.m., and those are all Eastern Standard Times. So okay. for those so, of us, for those, for you, for example, are on the West Coast. So you're talking about 5 p.m. and 4 right. a.m. <laughs> right. And generally, I'm not posting at 4 a.m. But yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'd be more than I'd be more uh, I'd be, be be more than the 5 p.m. But well, you know um, what? That's a great so, question because let's just say that uh, you're you're we're in t different time zones. In fact, my producer's in a different time zone too. We're all over the place. So if I'm on Facebook and I put something up. 
it, and I say, I use Hootsuites to handle most of my stuff. So if I put it out and it's, um, right now it's roughly 425 uh, Mountain Time, does it go out and does it say automatically adjust to 625 East Coast Time? Or is it, what, how do they do that? Do you know? Um, well, but I mean, if I'm posting, so if I post something at 5 o'clock and I have a friend in New York, they're going to see that at 8, at, at 8 o'clock. Again, these are Eastern Standard Times. So if I'm posting at 5, that's, that's a good window for me because, you know, most of the country is in Eastern Standard Time. All right, but, but if you're doing your posting at 5 o'clock and for to show right. the East Coast time, but, you're, you know, it's not 8 o'clock your time, does that miss the window for the West Coast? No, Because no, it gets no, no. buried. No, uh-uh. No, it doesn't. For whatever reason, and, and I think that because the majority, because what people, talk, you know, people always talk about this, the majority of the country is in Eastern Standard Time, not that Pacific Time and Mountain Time and Central Time doesn't matter, but the majority of the country is later. So, you know, 8 p.m., I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that scientific, but it tends to get higher engagement. Now, I encourage people mm -hmm. to post daily if you can. I mean, I always, you know, yep. suggest that. But if you have a big announcement, um, Wednesday tends to be um, the higher, the, tends to be the day for the highest engagement. Um, Facebook is not a diary, whether you have a profile or a fan page. It just isn't. Um, less is more. Uh, studies have also shown that staying within 60 of uh, 80 characters gets a 66% higher engagement. So posting consistently. And you know what's interesting? I was doing a conference in um, Connecticut, and I was on a bus. They bused us from New York to, to Connecticut, and I was on a bus with a bunch of literary agents. And I said, look, let me just ask you a question. Um, of all the things that your authors do, what do you feel is the most effective? And do you know what every single one of them said? Being consistent. Whatever sure. they did, they needed to be consistent. And so I say this in your social media and anything that you do, be consistent. If you were at one point on MySpace, as I think we all were, um, most of the world has abandoned their MySpace accounts, right? So mm -hmm. we get that. But if you are, let's say, for example, on LinkedIn and you decide that LinkedIn is not really where you want to be and you started having a lot of activity and you haven't done anything with LinkedIn in, let's say, five years, get rid of that account. Because the one thing that you don't want is you don't want to have, and I find this to be very important, you don't want to have social media abandonment. Because what it does, what it looks like is it looks like you have lost interest in your own message. And if you lose interest in your own message, how is anybody else going to possibly be interested? So consistency, being on the right platforms, and we can chat about that if there's a little bit of time later. But I think, you know, and Facebook, if, if people ask me where should I be, because people say that to me all the time, okay, I want to sell more books, where should I be online? Facebook is generally a pretty good place for most people to be. Now, there are some exclusions to that. If you have an all-business book and, and your market is business, you may have a Facebook pro profile and a fan page, and that's fine, but you may only spend 30% of your time there. You may spend 70% of your time on LinkedIn. All LinkedIn right, so... But guess what? <laughs> we are now at the bottom of the hour, Penny. So we're going to come back and continue okay. with this discussion on Facebook and selling books, where, which place for the author to be, which media sites should they be using. I'm Judith Bryles, and my guest this hour is Penny Sansberry, the author of Red Hot Internet uh, 
publicity plus lots more we'll be right back and nick zellinger is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network since 1987 color house graphics has set the standard for quality book production whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Of a show of your guide to book publishing, we have one of our sponsors, and I think Nick's segment usually shows around the the first break we take. But Nick is one of our favorite cover designers. He just gets it so quick. He's so flexible, and it's always a pleasure to refer people to NZ Graphics. And so, Nick, what kind of tips do we have today? Hi, Judith. Well, um, I think you know as we talk to new, these newbies, these authors that are just getting their projects started and even actually all authors have got their second or third book um, you know uh, and they're just starting the process uh, the first thing to do is really is to think about the cover because it, there's a lot of benefits in having your cover first obviously you want you can pre-sale sell the book you can start a Facebook fan page uh, start your brand establish get some buzz on, on the book even though you may tweak the cover down the line a little bit when it gets closer to uh, final the final version if you've got that face there of the product and and the uh, the project going uh, that'll uh, obviously do a lot of a lot of uh, have a lot of marketing uh, power for you. So if we have a newbie author who's who's coming through the gate, which which by the way for our listeners, I actually had a, a discussion uh, this morning on the phone with Nick because I was referring someone to him, and we it's Facebook branding, the banner, the fan page, right. the book cover, all that. That was our discussion. Um, what kind of questions, if you were to identify three questions for them, or three things that they need to bring to the party before they talk to someone like you, what would those be? Well, I mean, very, have it very clear in mind what they're, uh, settle on a title. In other words, that's obviously, that's probably the foremost important thing. No, don't vacillate on what you want. If you still have questions with that, then you need to be talking to your editor and your publisher or somebody like you, you know, somebody who can shepherd you through the process. So get it. Get a title firmly established because that will obviously help any designer in getting the process of the design uh, done. Uh, second thing, obviously, is to uh, once you have that title and you know your target audience, and that ought to be your second thing. Know your audience. Know your audience is going to be. That'll be easier for you to actually do your own research as an author to get online and check out the books that you'll be directly competing with, so that you see what's out there, you see the quality of what's out there. And that will also help the designer, too, because they can, they can look at the competition and see how to one-up them, you know, how to, get, how to make a better design or how to flip it on its, on its side and, and make something different and, uh, you know, get you up to the races quicker. Okay, great. And then, and then the third thing probably is uh, um, should be asking a designer, obviously, is there, are there qualifications and, and see samples. See, see samples of their work. I mean, it's very easy right now to get books uh, printed quickly and very, very cheaply online. But be aware for newbie authors that if you see a $99 special uh, that you can get your cover done, you're going to pretty much assume that that design is part of a sort of a template system, and then you're going to be getting something that's been done maybe hundreds of times by and some other iterations. So I don't think I'd want that as an, as an author is to have, have some sort of a generic template done for my cover uh, on something that valuable as your book. So... Do some research on that when you're looking for, uh, you know, on maybe online sites to your do your cover design. Excellent. And Nick, how do people get a hold of you? You can reach me at www.nzgraphics.com or give me a buzz on my uh, phone seven two zero 
uh, 560-3390, and I'm happy to talk anything and all things related to uh, cover design and interior design, too. Excellent. And Nick is one of our uh, uh, Author You members, and if you're an Author You member or you call Nick and say you're a friend of Author You, he gives a little special consideration. So thanks, yes. Nick. All right, yes. talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're back with Penny, and before we went to the break and Nick was on, we were talking about selling books and the Facebook as one of those choices. And what Penny said, just as we transitioned out, Facebook's a good place to be. Let's come back to that, Penny. Why is it a good place to be? Well, it's a good place to be because of the numbers. The numbers are really high on Facebook, lots and lots and lots of people there. Really, really good to be on Facebook. And you know what, Judith, I'm so glad that you asked me that question because People say that, you know, with all of these new sites, and I know we're going to take a little bit of time and talk about Pinterest, too. Mm -hmm. With all these new sites, where should I be? And you know what? I think that what you should do is you should do a little bit of uh, uh, message matching, right? So you want to be where your audience is. And people say, you know, well, now should I be on Google Plus? That's a very tough question, okay? Google Plus is... Um, not as great as Facebook, in my opinion. I think it's getting there. Okay, I think it's I think it's growing. It's part of Google. Google Plus helps with site ranking. That is an important statement, an important thing for your listeners to know that it really really helps with site ranking. Um, so that's you know, but but the robustness of Facebook, you know, the billions of people that are on there. I mean, it's a small country. It really. It, 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 you know, I, I think that you need to be on Facebook. Do you need to be on Twitter? Well, you know, is your audience on Twitter? I mean, I know a lot of fiction authors that really struggle with that. And I say to them, you know, it's not about being everywhere. It's about being everywhere that matters. Okay. So, you know, if you – and the numbers never lie, Judith. This is the absolute truth. If you have Google Analytics, which is a way – which is how you measure traffic to your site – Google Analytics will now tell you how much traffic, how well your social media sites are doing for you. You know what? Don't let this just be a whole bunch of guesswork because at the end of the day, we do want to sell books. I know it's about messaging. You know what? I talk about that a lot. It's seven, the seven impressions to your book messenger product. You've got to get out there. But at the end of the day, we do want all of those impressions and all this wonderful stuff to sell us books. Absolutely. So, you know, watch those numbers. If you don't have Google Analytics or you don't know what that is, go to your web person. Um, it's very, very, very easy to add. Um, if, it, if they give, you know, if they say it's very complicated or whatever, then you need to find a different web person. It's super easy to add. In fact, I've known some authors that have added it themselves. You can go search Google Analytics and all of the information is there. You should absolutely know what your traffic numbers are. As an example, I had an author and she says, I don't know if I want to be on Twitter. So I spent a little bit of time with her. And I said, okay, look, let's try this messaging. So we created her message. We put her on Twitter. A year later, she has 18,000 followers. And, and it's not just about having followers and building a small country on these social media sites. She also has increased her sales on her website. She's increased traffic. She's increased sales. So it's a big, you know, it, it, it is a, it's a, it's a really, it's a big deal. You've got to know those numbers. That's really where, that, that's where the, that's where the opportunity is. All right. So why not, since we hit Google Analytics, let's just assume that they're on there. So they go to Google. They walk them through the steps on how they check that out. Can you do that in a minute? Um, 
You know what? It, it, it is a little no. I, I would need okay. a, I would right. candidly I would need a little bit more time for that. But okay. Google Analytics and there's a lot of information out there, by the way, about how to read these reports, which, by the way, is not that difficult. It's oh, yes. not difficult to read and understand these reports. And Google has so much great information. Did you know that on Google Analytics, when you get onto the to the to the uh, homepage? You can see who is on your site, right? And not necessarily who, as in, oh, is Judith on my site? But you can see where the traffic is coming from. So, like, while I'm on the show, I can go onto my website, I can go onto my Google Analytics, and I can see whether or not people are on the site. And people are on the site, you know? So, and it shows you where they're coming from. Now, are they coming directly because of the show? Probably because the show is so popular. But, in some cases, um, you want to know whether they're coming from social media sites, and you can now uh, determine that from Google Analytics. So it's just a really, really, really good thing to have in your toolkit. Okay. Well, then I guess the message is for all our listeners, one, if you have a website, make sure that Google Analytics is there, and you put in all your different social media sites so they can cross-measure. Is that correct, Penny? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, very, very, very important. So, um, shall we turn our attention to Pinterest? Let's do that. And and just to let you know where we are, we're about two minutes away from our final break. So let's get into Pinterest. Just that we've had done a couple of shows, but I'll just say for all the listeners, if you, I always say this: if you have a book that you have designated that is really female, is your audience, you really need to be on Pinterest, all right? And since 80% of the users are there, um, at least users of Pinterest are women, and as my experience is cookbooks are number one. Food, foods, pictures go everywhere. But jump yeah. in, Penny. Well, uh, 13 million users in only 10 months. Pinterest has just catapulted out of the gate. The average age for Pinterest is 35 to 50. Yes, it is a very high female demographic. However, women are going to be your primary buyers. In January of this year, Pinterest generated more traffic than Twitter and Google, Google Plus combined. So Pinterest is driving enormous, enormous traffic. Now, for those of you who don't know what Pinterest is, essentially, it's a whole bunch of virtual bulletin boards. So you can create boards on Pinterest. And you can start to promote different aspects of your work. So think of Pinterest as um, as you can have as many boards as you want, and you can promote different pieces of whatever it is that you do. So if you have a novel, let's say that okay, let's say you know what, Penny? Let's, let's come back. Let's come back, and when we come back, let's do the novel in an example and walk them through kind of steps of what they might do to be a savvy marketer. I'm Judith Bryles. With me is Penny Sansaberry. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. 
book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, these hours always go very fast. So here was our last segment, and Penny is going to do some brainstorming, strategizing on. So you have a novel. Um, Pinterest is going to be your focal point for getting the word out. Where do we start, Penny? Well, so the first thing is, is you have to understand, I want listeners to walk away from this with an understanding of the power of Pinterest. So let me give you some examples of how Pinterest is driving traffic and how you can use Pinterest. Now, our board is set up, you know, my board is set up with some personal stuff and some business stuff, okay? So I have a book marketing board. I have book video boards. I have books I recommend. Um, you know, I have graphics that I have, that I have uh, repinned from other people's marketing, book marketing boards, okay? Um, ideally, what you want to do is you want to go on there and start to create 
a whole bunch of different boards within your market. So let's go back to the example of the author who has a fiction book. Historical fiction, let's say it's set in New York. You might have a board just about New York, or you might have a board just about that particular time period, so the clothes they wore. Um, you might have a board about the type of food that they ate. So essentially, what Pinterest is encouraging people to do is to break your topic into these finite pieces, okay? Now, if you go to Shobani Yogurt, right, has a board, this is a great example. You'd think, okay, it's yogurt. How do you make yogurt into a million different boards? And Shobani has done that. They have a board about spoons, so antique spoons, because you use spoons to eat yogurt, right? They have a board, obviously, with recipes. They have a, one board that has nothing to do with yogurt. They have had so much fun with their board. It's really it's a great example, and there's an article actually up on Pinterest on my Huffington Post column that you can see, and there's links to that, that particular pin board. Okay. So we all know that we should be blogging, and a lot of people talk about how you should have a um, you should have photos in your blog, right? Now, if you're not using photos, I highly recommend that you do because you can now use those photos to pin to your Pinterest board. Keep in mind that Pinterest is getting a boatload of traffic, and that's actually not a measurable traffic, a boatload, but it's getting a lot of traffic. You want to send that traffic to your website. So here's what you do. You pin things. Now, obviously, you want to repin other people's stuff. You want to not just be all about yourself. But ideally, you pin things from your website. So you pin things from, you know, videos that you've done. You pin things from your blog. If you have pictures on your blog, because Pinterest lives and breathes pictures, right? If you have pictures on your blog, you can repin them. And there's a little bookmarklet that you can install in your Internet Explorer or Mozilla or whatever browser that you use, and you can vary. It takes two seconds to repin something. So what I do is every time we post a blog, I then repin it to Pinterest, okay? Every time I post a video, I repin it to Pinterest. There was a study that, that's done, and by the way, it's posted on my Facebook, both my Facebook personal profile and our a &E fan page. There was a test that was done, and what this company did is they took two pins, okay, to two different blog posts. They did nothing with that Pinterest page. They didn't promote it. They didn't do anything. They just pinned it and walked away. Within a month, there were 140 new links coming into that blog, and that's because people repinned what they put up, and every time somebody does that, it creates a new incoming link. That is the power of Pinterest. Pinterest is great. Uh, the Washington Post called it visual crack. Um, it's very, it is, it, is, it is highly addictive, but think about this. You want to come up with a great name for your account, so something that is branded to you. You want to give your boards great names. You want to keep in mind that every single time something is repinned, those board names follow that pin, okay? So you want to make sure and come up with some great, you know, you want to come up with some, some, some great names that are going to follow, okay? Mm -hmm. You can also sell things on Pinterest. Sites like Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, they have increased traffic to their site and revenue selling things on Pinterest. So Pinterest has already monetized, and I'll tell you something, it took Twitter like five and a half years to figure out how to monetize um, their site. Pinterest figured it out in less than a year. 
so, um, you know, so let me let me mind, let me ask you about Macy. So you're, you're just you're just saying that they they've got people going to their site. So are they putting up just a picture of a sale? Or are they giving it a coupon? I mean, what would they do? What what would be the hook? Visual hook because it's visual. The hook to slip them over and is there a copy paste of a code that they take advantage of or help, help me well, out? Well, that's that's a great question because you can pin coupons to Pinterest, right? You can pin coupons to Pinterest. So people can get. You know, your, um, they can get your book or, or 20% off or something. So you can pin coupons to Pinterest. You can also pin product. So, like, for example, I can pin all the books off of our store onto Pinterest and drive people to our store to buy them because, again, Pinterest is very visually driven, so I'm using the pictures of the book. You can also... If you have a book recommendation board, so let's say I'm recommending Judith's book and I'm recommending John Kramer's book and Dan Pointer, I can set up that page and then use my Amazon affiliate account to get affiliate dollars from those book sales. And I know a lot of people who are doing that now with Pinterest boards. So Pinterest is – I, I, I got to tell you, Pinterest has staying power, absolutely, and I think it's a game changer because of what it's doing so early on in its, in, in it, in its life. All right. So the affiliate page, no. though. Hmm? The, so an I'm just going to go on Amazon here. So you have an affiliate page, and of course that's not good in every state. I mean, Colorado, our affiliates died when Amazon got into a pissing contest with the tax people. But that that they they would click on the picture on the Pinterest board, and that has your link, your affiliate link embedded. That it would give you credit if they went to Amazon on it. Or do they have to do a copy-paste? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it would Yeah, it would give you credit. So, um, you know, so now keep in mind that you don't have to have, you can have three different boards up on Pinterest. You can have 30 boards on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. You can have as many as you want. Um, just, you know, and Pinterest doesn't necessarily require daily attention. I mean, I go on there, you know, a few times a week. Um, but I do, you know, I do like to post a mixture of, um, you know, business stuff and personal stuff because I think that people, you know, and I also think that it's important and it's interesting because I was talking to Guy Kawasaki about something else uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know what, he goes, people need to know that you're a human human being, so you can't, I, you can't just be on there as a marketing machine or as whatever. People want to know that you actually have, you know, that you that, that there's a personal side to you, and people really resonate with that. So that's part of the reason why I'm very careful about how I blend it because I don't think that people necessarily care that much, but I think they do want to know that you're, that you're human. So that's kind of a mixture of boards. Videos do really, really, really well on Pinterest. Here's a suggestion for your authors. If you do, and if you're doing a book event or any kind of an event where you're, it's, it's an event and you are going to be there and you're doing something around your book, I recommend that you, um, you know, take a video camera and just get a couple of minutes of footage if you can put that up on pinterest um as a publisher judith you know as somebody mm -hmm. you can actually put up a pinterest board for all of your authors to submit their video and you know you could put it up there to help support them and you know in in what they're doing and i and i think you having a youtube channel would be a great idea because you're so good on your feet and speaking and whatnot you could definitely you know feature yourself there you know just talking and well, sharing some tips 
Interesting enough you know, that we do have a YouTube for the Book Shepherd, and we're going to be posting regularly like two-minute little blurbs from cover to interior to marketing tips to a variety of different things um, to do that. So it's I think what, what people get challenged with, Penny, with a lot of this, and I hate to run out of time here, but I mean, we have, a, we have two more minutes, but that they get stuck on how in the heck do they do this pinning. And opening the account's easy, although how do we create a second account if they've got a different persona? Um, and then secondly, how do you go in and do, you know, the slip in? How do I drop in the video? How do I drop in the picture? How, that's where people, I think, a lot of them get stuck. Well, and that's that is what what you do is you when you get an account on Pinterest, um, all you do is you go to and actually let me go and find it because it's in the help section of Pinterest. Okay. So all you do is you just go up to, um, uh, you know, you go up to your account and you go to you know you go to settings and I want to talk if we have a moment I want to I want to just chat about settings for a second. Yeah, you have a minute. Um, and you can go into you can go into the help section and you can find the bookmarklets. So all you have to do is you just say pin. You click pin this, and that's all you do. And it automatically pulls up the picture, and you just identify what board you want. Pinterest is so easy. That's part of the reason why it's been so successful too, is because it is absolutely so easy. Quickly, your profile really important. Um, I recommend that you link to your Twitter account and your Facebook account and your website so that you are sending traffic to all of those places. Make sure that you fill out all the information. So the About You page, um, upload your image. You know, again, it is a profile of you. So make sure that you're filling that out. And I do really recommend that you link it to Facebook um, and link it to Twitter. Whether or not you decide that you want to add your pins to your Facebook timeline is entirely up to you. Okay, but, so um, I think these are with that, let's just say this. I think that everyone should actually go to your page. Go to Penny Sansevieri, spell your last name for them. Real quick. S-A-N-S-E-V-I-E-R-I. But you can find me at Book Penny on Pinterest. Right. Book Penny and also Book Gal on Twitter. All right. This is Judith Riles. Thank you so much, Penny. We'll be back next week. You're so welcome. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.